Alright, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Bean Talking Podcast. I'm Tim Beanland, and on this episode we talk to Prashant Nand. Very exciting for me. He was one of my first bosses and one of the first people to teach me anything to do with sales. Uh, but he's also a debt reduction specialist, so we talked about how you can pay your mortgage down in really, really quick times, and also having a budget that fits around your lifestyle. We also talked about how to nail job interviews and how sales can relate to that. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this one. Now let's go. Thank you for being on, fourth guest. <laughs> Very cool. Um, it's an honor to. Yeah. <laughs> this is a special one for me. Um, so debt reduction specialist, proud father, um, my past boss. <laughs> um, so that would be my, my sum up of you. But for people that don't know who you are and that sort of thing, do you give us your introduction of yeah. yourself. Okay. Um, I fell into finance in 2006 as a consultant. And when I say I fell into it, literally fell into it, I had no idea how mortgages, finance, debt reduction works. But it was something that I was interested in learning more and more about. Mm-hmm. So when I started my journey or, you know, going through the training, visiting clients, looking at the situation, um, I started realizing that, hang on, this is a huge area, not just for me learning and understanding um, how everything works, but a lot of people that I sat in front of, they did not have any idea either. So which the, the downside to that was that a lot of banks were making huge profits out of it. You know, so and people did not re- did not understand how to manage their money better. So for me, it was a huge eye opener. And throughout that journey, you know, I've managed to help a lot of people pay down their debt, save money in interest. So and you you sort of went through that journey, with me. yeah. Um, you know, seeing what happens with the mortgage side and, oh, and what the banks get up to. Yeah. So a bit of that, bit of a play of that at the moment we'll get into that yeah sure yeah so you know i enjoy mm. helping people mm. i guess that's the big that was the big pull to it Correct, was, yeah. was the fact that you could go into a home and really see where somebody's life is heading through their finances what they want to do but there's this discrepancy between what's actually happening and what yeah. they can reality of the yeah. situation mm. um and you know what can be achieved mm. Um, and yeah, there is a wide gap. Wide gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I guess, just leave it saying, okay, this is the way it's meant to be. But mm-hmm. if they continue down that track, like you said, um, it's not going to end. No. Yeah. Um, I want a lot of people. Yeah. You've, you've told me this story in the past, um, the, almost the first time you sat in front of a couple. Yes. Um, a, a, Tea was spilt due to the shock. Yeah, coffee, 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 yes. Coffee, coffee yes. was spilt due to, due to the shock. Can you take me into that moment? I'll never um, forget and, it. And that yeah. story, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been in um, this couple's home for probably for about 15 minutes and I had a lot of resistance from the lady. Mm. And, um, and, you know, rightfully so. You've got a complete stranger coming into the house, sitting down, asking to look at your mortgage statements, to do an analysis on it, to look at ways to help you pay your mortgage off better, faster, and save you money in interest. Um, and this lady was absolutely, you know, not only cynical, but, uh, you know, she was sceptical. Every question under the sun, and this is probably the first 15 minutes. Yeah, so, so I was patient. I said, yep, no problem, no problem. And the husband said, yep, let's just get on with it, show me what you've got. But, um, yeah, so... We went through probably 40 minutes of going around in circles and then by the time we started the presentation, they started to listen. Um, 10 minutes into it, I've shown them how much money they've paid into their loan and, that, and uh, it was $148,000. So you still remember the figures? Oh, yeah. I'll never forget, $148,000 that they paid into their loan and that was over seven years and their mortgage only came down like 10000 if they were lucky. So when I, you know, physically added up those things and showed it to them on their statement, says, okay, here's the calculator. You do it, and and you know, for, while I was doing this calculation, I'm going, no, this has to be wrong. Mm. You know, hundred forty-eight thousand. Yeah. Ten years, it's only come down. You know, seven years, sorry, and it's come down like to, uh, ten thousand dollars. So, 
when I did the numbers on the calculator, I actually had coffee come out of my mouth onto the, onto the dining table. Oh, no. Um, and because, you know, it's, it was a shock of it. Yeah. And the husband um, just looked at me. He didn't care about the coffee table, coffee coming no. out of my mouth. You know, he's, he's just sat there and he's looking at the calculator, looking at the wife. And he turned around to the wife and said, you're not looking after the finances anymore, you know. Um, <laughs> But it's not actually the wife's fault. It's, no, it wasn't. It was very. Yeah. It was a very uncomfortable situation, apart from me, you know, coffee over the table. But looking at the husband and you know, seeing how much money that they've put into it, and the wife um, asking me one hundred and one questions, um, and then coming to that, and both of them were devastated. The yeah. wife um, had tears running down her eyes, and the husband was, you know, slammed his hand on the coffee table, on uh, the dining table. Some more coffee gets spilled. Yeah, so yeah. it was very, you know, and I'm sitting in the middle of going, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know? So I quickly sort of calmed them both down and explained to them, it's not, this is something that I see a lot, mm. but I've never, this was my first yes. appointment where it was so much money, a l- lot of time and raw emotions, yeah. you know, raw emotions of the husband working so long and trying to pay this debt down and nothing's happening. Mm the wife trying to figure out everything under the sun, but nothing was working and this is the hard reality of it. Yeah, wow. So, so why, why does that happen? What's, in a brief context, because there could be many reasons as to why that could happen, but, yeah. but what's, what's the situation that's put these people where they paid that amount of money into a loan, but it's just yeah. 10? I, I think it's, um, it's to do with a lack of knowledge and mm-hmm. um, you've got a lot of, um, not just banks, you know, We've got a lot of mortgage brokers, uh, and I think it comes down to the consumers as well, because if everyone's sort of looking around for cheaper interest rates, um, yes, I'm consolidating a couple of debts. Every time they refinance, they're going to reset themselves to a 30-year loan, Mm -hmm. and that's what happened with these particular couple. But when you reset your loan, your interest payments and your your principal payments starts from scratch. So from day one, most people know the mortgage does not go down much in the first five years, Mm -hmm. yeah? So a lot of that is the early interest that a lot of people end up paying. Mm-hmm. I think, to answer your question, a lot of people don't realise also is um, it's at the start you're, um, you need to pay as much into it as possible. So mm-hmm. no one's having that discussion with, um, with, the, with the consumers or people, yeah? So, or having this plan or a strategy or working out your budgets and saying, okay, well, this is what I can afford to live on mm-hmm. um, and, you know, this is the leftover money, you know, Guess what? If we don't use use that money to, to against our debts, our brain just figures out ways to spend yeah. it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see Christmas sales and Boxing Day sales yeah. and Black Friday sales and correct off we go. It's it's a natural thing. We've always got things that we want to buy or mm. you know we're looking forward to. Oh, I've got a list of them. Yeah, yeah. and so do I, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> so, uh, I, I love spending money as well, but like most people, but. I do have a plan, mm. you know, on what I can do, what I can't do, um, and, and delayed gratification. So, mm. you know, really come back to your question, I see 90% of people that we sit in front of and we look at their mortgage figures um, and finances, and this is over the last 13 years I've found this, that you know, a lot of people, they want to do the right thing. Mm. They, a, they don't know um, what, how to go about it. What is the right conversations that they need to have with this finance specialist? Mm-hmm. Um, and do they actually have the right tools in place to help them guide and measure and say, okay, well, I'm, I'm getting some traction here. This is the results I'm getting because I've done this, this, this. Mm. Um, okay, can I make a couple more improvements here? So it is an ongoing thing. There's no magic bullet. Yeah. Um, so that's where I sort of, I work more closely. And you've got to have that pain because mm. once you have that pain of saying, okay, well, this is not working. I'm sick of paying all this money to the banks and interest. People, you know, have to come to their own realization that this is the money that they could have been redirecting towards their family mm-hmm. or doing things that they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So actually talking on, on that yes. pain, it's a bit of a pain word is budget. Yes. Yeah. Um, we don't like it as Australians. Nobody, not <laughs> well, as humans, I don't yeah. think we like it. And, and I've been wanting to prepare a budget for myself, but yeah. been putting it off because it is, it's this word that, we think a budget is restricting us, but in terms of the practicality, I've heard you say a budget is what actually sets you free. Yes. Because once you know, uh, do you have a process of, of a budget? Is there a rule that you like to take? I mean, everybody has theirs a third, a third, a third rule. Or, yeah. Oh, there's you know, do you have many. Like, in, mm. I've come, again, coming across in that 13 years, I've never seen a generic client. 
mm-hmm. you know, the same type of budget, same, you know, income coming in. It just doesn't happen. So everyone's got different incomes, different living expenses, um, different lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah. So realistically, I sort of, I talk to people and do what you love doing. Mm. You know, um, if it's spending time with the kids or kids' education, you know, I've got a friend of mine that loves cars, you know, he loves spending money in cars. Um, so I say, okay, well, we're going to build all that, all this budget and all the expenditure around that. Mm. Yeah, because I don't want to take that away from him. Then he makes it very painful yeah. just saying, I'm working, but I can't have the things that I want. Yeah. You know, um, you're not going to keep maintain that, are you? Mm. Mm. So I, I look at all those things and then I build the expenditure mm. around my clients. And then I have the realistic conversations about, okay, well, if you're running in deficit... You know, no one can build a plan or a strategy around that. No. So, what are some of the areas that we're overspending on that we don't need to? Mm. Um, a couple of good ones that come up um, all the time is, um, you, you know, your mobile phones, yeah, your Telstra bills, or your um, your internet, yeah. You know, because there's better packages out there, so you got to go out and renegotiate those. Um, you know, I did this for a client recently. It was like seven thousand per annum, like is what we were looking at, just saving, just by restructuring renegotiating some of these um, utilities or mm-hmm. you know fixed co- fixed pl- contracts and plans that they were on yeah so but that doesn't things that people forget about yeah set and forget top direct debits direct that, those are those are very common yeah so you know I think the average is around the 6,000 that can be just saved just by doing that um, so yeah it does take a little bit of um, focus that yeah you need to do that but getting a specialist in to do that, mm. um, you know, because you no emotions tied to it. It's just, okay, well, we're there to save you money. Yeah. This is some of the things. And we can have that di- discussion. Mm. Do you want to get rid of this or do you want to reduce this? Yeah. Um, I, I remember when working with you, you'd sometimes factor in people's cigarettes and yeah. even down to that micro yeah. level because it's almost like a diet. You, you can't go out there and start eating kale and salad straight <laughs> yes, away. Yes, that's right. right? Or else you're going to go and binge on chocolate two weeks later. Correct, yeah. Same thing with, with budget. Very much the same, yeah. Yeah. Very much the same. Very so it, 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 the, that discipline side of it takes time. Um, it is a habit change. It's a mindset change. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do, you know, a lot with our clients just to sort of focus on on the headspace mm-hmm. you know like where do you want to be you know what are some of the, some of the areas you're not winning and why aren't you winning mm-hmm. um, so when we're analyzing and going back to the mortgage statements that's one area that we look at and we analyze and sort of say okay what's working here what's not mm-hmm. um, but a lot of people have got the mortgage side all back to front anyway yeah banks are happy to leave it yeah, that way yeah. mortgage brokers are happy to leave it that way and yeah, so well, let's touch on that because it's topical right now. Okay. Um, and and you know you've you've been doing what I like to call for a number of years bank bashing, and yeah. um, it's probably a popular time to, to do that with the royal commission. And yeah, I'll just go over a broad question: is is what's your opinion on on everything that's that's going on? Um, I think it's been this for me. This is not new because I've seen a lot of this. What the yeah. banks have banks behave badly oh it's fun for me to have conversations even I, yeah. I just had a micro taste of it but you've been working longer yeah yeah um, I think uh, it's the customers um, I think there's a couple of components first is um, I'm always going to say to the, the consumer or you know my clients accountability you know responsibility if this is something serious that you want to do then you can't rely on the banks or anyone else to sort of say okay well we're going to set you free is your name on the dotted line? Yeah, you, you, you know, if I take go through this um, analogy with my clients. I want them to think like a business, mm. you know, like, um, as being business owners, directors of their oh, okay. family home business. Yeah. Um, you know, who should make decisions around it? Mm. They should. Yeah. So to make a decision, you need to be informed. Yeah. Right. So and you need your specialists around you. You know, being business owners doesn't mean that you know everything. No. Uh, but you'll get the right people involved to help you in certain areas. Mm. So, um, so coming back to that, so from my client's point of view, I want them to take responsibility, ownership, learn, um, use the right tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the other aspect of it. You know, if you think about it, what's a bank's job to do? The bank's job is to give you money. Give you money. Yeah. The longer you have that money, you know, borrowed or lent, you know, um, from the bank, the more interest you're going to pay. Mm. So is it in their best interest to help you pay down the mortgage? I don't think so. 
<laughs> no, no it isn't. I don't think it is. So, and <laughs> in fact, they might call you up and, and say, "Oh, do you want to join a boat?" Or a yeah, or, well, you know, we we think we you qualify. You're going to see less of this anyway because oh, of the yeah. commission. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to increase your credit card for another five thousand. Um, just we just need a verbal okay. Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, so fine. Yeah. Do you want some more money <laughs> to spend? That's right. Yeah. So. Correct, and that's been the problem epidemic, if you want to call it in Australia, for the last 20 years, where we've been trained how to use money on credit, more credit, um, yeah, and refinancing, that made it more and more easier, which is fine, because that means you should be able to refinance from one loan to another if it saves you money. Yeah. But if you keep doing that, all you're doing is resetting your 30-year loan term, your payments get lower because you've refinanced, mm-hmm. but if you keep spending that money, then... You know, you're going to have a mortgage not for 30 years, 60 years, mm. 70 years, mm. right? So that's an area that, um, you know, coming back to your question, it's like Royal Commission's got their job, which is highlighting there's something really, really wrong at the moment with how Australians are going to be, you know, some are going to be retiring at 70 with a $300,000 mortgage debt. Mm. You know, mm. how's that possible? If you've had, yeah, it's very scary. Mm. Um, so, you know, they're going to also look at, you've got APRA and your ASIC, you know, finding banks um, for some of the things or lack of, you know, customer or consumer support around these particular products and encouraging you to take on more debt. Um, I think we also have to sort of recognise, and I'm not seeing much of this in the media, is where um, the cons- no one's sort of asking the consumers what, you know, why aren't you doing something about it? You don't, no one's taking responsibility in that area. Why did you take on? You can always say, no, I don't want my yeah. credit card. Um, increase I want my credit card closed Mm. yeah Um, or reduce my limit I don't need you know a $10,000 credit card with a zero balance on it yeah you know I'll be happy with a thousand Um, how many times has a consumer rang the bank and asked them and said can you help me and I love this question can you help me or show me a way to pay off my mortgage in under 10 years you know and what do you think the bank would say to that I don't know I think that's a good exercise for a lot of people. Yeah. Go and do it if you're go, listening. Go do bring it. Up, bring up your yeah. So the short answer, I mean, do it anyway, but I think the short answer anyone can tell you is just pay more into it. How do you pay more into it with today with the cost of living being so high? So that's another factor. Mm. You know, So the Royal Commissions, you've got consumers not taking responsibility or ownership of it. You've got marketing out of control saying, buy this, buy this, buy this. And cheap, we're, rate, cheap rate, cheap yeah, rate. Yeah, cheap, or we'll finance or interest-free. Yep. Um, and we've been on this credit binge for the last you know, 20 years where mm-hmm. the, you know, our generation, the generation, younger generation, we're just so used to being you know, debt or money. You know, we've just got no accountability. Side of it. Mm-hmm. So that's a, I think it's a number of things, not just one yeah. that oh. needs to be addressed and mm-hmm. out there. So, you know... I can't help the economy and no. everyone out there yeah. as much as I love to help people. But when I sit down with my clients, these are the, these are the conversations that, that I sort of have to bring home. And if people don't sort of understand or take, you know, they're not going to take this responsibility on or ownership on, then I can't work with them yeah. because, you know, it's a losing battle. Right. So I find a lot of my clients that do understand these things, they kind of know these things. Mm. So the, the fact that we're having these conversations... Um, we're not talking about an interest rate. We don't care about what bank the loan's with. Um, you know, we're talking about what you're going to be doing in the next five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years. You know, when do you want to retire? Um, practical stuff. That yeah. Actually, that actually means something. Correct, yeah. Rather than, yeah, what's the price? Correct. And we, we always get asked that question. What's, what's yeah. the cheapest interest rate you get? We just sort of brush it off because we don't care. Yeah. Um, the reason why we yeah, don't why, care. Why, why is, <laughs> so it's marketed. Yeah. Cheapest rate. Why is the cheapest rate not necessarily? Uh, the because best no, rate? because no one's got control of the. Um, I don't have control of the interest rates. I might get you the cheapest rate right now, but uh, three months later, if, you know, whatever lender decides to put it up, um, you know, it's going to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just had a situation last week where three of the major banks, right, and they just put up the interest rates up outside of the RBA mm-hmm. cycle. I mean. Yeah, because and and their explanation was um, because of raise of funding, so I've seen that rate because of raise of funding on the overseas market mm. as a as an answer for the last five years. Every time they've jumped, you know bumped up the rate, so can someone with a higher rate 
hypothetically pay off a loan quicker than someone with a lower rate? Yeah, I've seen it done plenty of times. Mm. Yeah, by having the right strategy and efficiency built in there. Um, and you may say, well, efficiency, you know, cheaper rates always going to always oh, yeah. be better. But I've seen someone on 6% pay off their loan much faster than someone <laughs> that's been on 4%. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, they're, they're more happier for it. That's one of those cool little secrets of the industry, I think. Yes. Yeah. It is, yeah. And not a lot of people know it. And I, when I was younger, working with you and trying to explain to, to my friends and yeah. family that the rate isn't the thing, it was a very hard conversation to have. Yeah, because we're all programmed. Yeah. Um, you know, you may be at a mate at a barbecue and you may say, well, what's your interest rate? I'm, maybe, I'm, I'm looking at refinancing. What, what, what's the cheapest rate we can get out there? And someone will say, oh, I've got 3.5. Yeah. That's based on them and their situation, <laughs> based on how much equity they've got. Yeah. And and you know what? It's probably not 3.5. It's something that you know they think is 3.5, was which was 3.5 two now years it's ago. Up, yeah, it's closer to four percent. I remember uh, sitting down with my accountant, and he's pretty sharp. He's yeah. across the board with a lot of things. And I said, "Oh, did you know that the AMP put up their rates?" He's like, uh, "I'm with AMP," and I'm going, "Yeah, I know." Did you know? He goes, no. <laughs> it's like, okay, check, check what your interest rate is. Wow. So he looked it up Sneaky. right there on the telephone and he's like, and it was like, these bastards. <laughs> you know, these bastards put it up and I didn't even get a letter, no confirmation. No confirmation. Thanks for letting me know. Oh, no. wow. So that's, that's not a strategy. That's the reason why mm. we, don't, we don't care about the... We do look for cheap rates and you know, yeah. but we look at the overall, what's the Pitch. right product and what's the right service mm. for, for our clients, you know, to get them um, five years, you know, pay down the debt or the wife is, um, you know, minimizing her income or reducing income because she wants to spend more time with the family, okay. health reasons, whatever these things are, mm. we have those conversations because we, we're trying to build, what we do is we build the finance around the clients yeah. where you walk into a branch or, you know, you engage with most mortgage brokers or banks. Um, you're talking about like a pretty generic type of product. Mm. And I do want to sort of add this as well, Tim. If you look at your pro packs, your professional packages, they're all the same. The difference is they, um, I guess they'll start you off on 5.5% um, on a professional and then they'll discount 0.6 off it mm. because you're paying $395 per year. But you add 395 times 10, um, you know, 10 years. Mm. Annually, that's... You know, that's fees that you're paying for a professional package to get a discount and you'll get a 0.6 discount or 0.8 discount or 0.9 discount. But then if you go to some of the non-bank lenders, which is much cheaper, mm. you know, you're starting much lower. Anyway. They start at very low rates. And if you structure, you know, a no-frills account type of um, setup, you're getting much more better advantages mm. there, you know, um, than saying... And the reason why these professional packages have been handed around so much is because oh, oh, you're a professional. It's made. It's made, it's made to be. Yeah, it's mm. it's marketed like oh, you're a professional. Here's a professional package, and that gives you this, yeah. this, this. Yeah, and, you know, it's you're a little bit higher as so data, so the yeah. ego comes into it. Yeah. Um, and fun. but how do you, how do you like? <laughs> Two thirds of people that I sit down and are sitting around with these pro packs, you know, professional packages. And they, A, they don't know how to use them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're paying all these annual fees. Which is not getting the value of it. Correct. And that now, comes back to knowing what you have. and yeah. yeah. So sometimes with the professional packages, yes, it works out cheaper if you've got more stuff with them. If you get yourself made it super, you've got you know, multiple investment properties. Mm. You've got, yeah, there's a place for them in there. But if mm. you, you know, you don't need all that. Um, it's just got a basic home loan and you just try to pay that down you don't need to go to this um you know extravagant 395 annual fees and you know you get the slightly you know the rates are higher anyway yeah um and what so you can say i'm with a westpac i'm with an anz mm. i think there was one yeah brand there's a question you asked me years and years ago and um you know it sort of stayed with me it was like um and this is with you talking to people um They've got mortgages with major banks and you were talking to them about how, um, you know, to make an appointment with one of our consultants mm. to go out yeah. and see them and to show them how to pay off their mortgage. And the people used to be very proud. I'm with the Commonwealth. Yeah, they're proud of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you had some of this I love my bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think, you know, we, I used to ask me, how do, you, how do you deal with that? I used to say, well, do you love your bank more than your family? <laughs> yeah. You know? Or your, your bank loves you too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's right. And... Um, 
you know, you're, you're, you are not, you know, your banks, the banks are not, you're not clients of the banks. Mm. The shareholders are the, you know, the, the, yeah. So, you know, they are working for their shareholders. They're not working for you. You're just mm. an account. And the longer you have, you know, the debts or mortgages or personal loans with them, you know, yeah, yeah they're very happy with you. Mm. you know, so, cool. yeah. Very cool. Um, I want to delve into a little bit of the psychology of, of, of yourself. So you've started yeah. My Family Finance and, yes. and it's been going, going for a while now. And, yes. Um, I just want to ask why. <laughs> yeah, you asked me this before. Yeah, yeah. I've asked you a number of times. So yeah, why? Well, when I first got into it, um, I, I saw this problem where the lack of education, you know, people are not working, you know, as from a consulting point of view, I like working with my clients to sort of say, okay, well, this is where you are. This is what's happening. Um, and pulling their mortgages apart and really understanding what would people like to, you know, take the mortgages out of it. But what would you like as a, a person? Yeah, right? as a family, what are you guys trying to achieve? And I, I, for me, it's always been, I'm, I've always been good at that, finding out what people want, mm. um, friends, family, anybody. Yeah. You know. You're a guy when you're growing up, you could, you could get things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they said, oh, look, I'm stuck here. Can you help me with this? Yeah, I think I know a guy. Let, know me, a guy, just, yeah. let me speak to him and try you know, and I'll <laughs> connect the dots. Yeah. Um, so it's very much the same thing. Um, it's, it's solutions, problem solving. Um, it just happens that mortgages... Um, you know, the mortgage side of it or the planning side of it, the strategy side of it, I can do so much mm. out there for people. And that's just, and this, it also goes to say there's so much of people that don't know, mm. you know, and that's mm. why it's costing them thousands. So it's the opportunities lost. To educate. Yeah. So I, I love um, families, kids, you know, I want people to do better. Yeah. Um, I want husband and wife to, you know, communicate properly yeah. to each other. Yeah. Um, I want the kids. I want the kids to grow up in a good, safe environment. You know, in a good family environment. I don't want them to grow up in a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, personally, my family's never been like that. You yeah. know, we've always been supportive. Um, I, you know, I've, I've, we grew up in West Sunshine. Mm-hmm. It was one of the roughest neighborhoods back back those years so we learnt a lot of things very early what's important what's the right thing to do so you know yeah so coming back to families I just don't I don't I never want to see you know situate people fighting over money yeah you know going back to the coffee situation yeah yeah um so as a as a business owner you you would have learnt a lot of lessons um over over the time and, and for anyone starting a business what um I guess, would you say has been your number one lesson um, for running a business at this um, time? Ownership. Ownership. Yeah. Okay. Ownership. Um, what? Because being a business owner, everything's on you. Mm-hmm. The buck stops with you. You know your your development or your growth or your business planning, um, training, mentoring. Everything's on you, so you have to grow as a person, and um, and 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 put yourself in front of these challenges. There's no shying away from it, mm. you know. So it's some people think what's well, as easy as just hiring a specialist. Yeah, it is. It is, uh, but you still have to work with that specialist. Yeah, you need to train them up. Yeah, to train them up or give them saying, "Here's the vision. This is what I'm trying to do. Can you do this? 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 Mm. Um, is this specialist the right fit for me? Mm. You know." Um, We've gone through a number of marketing companies, you know, and that was just, um, you know. Yeah, I've been phone calls with you going, you need to fire them. Yeah, that's you right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the current marketing company, they, um, they, they're very new to this. And um, I like working with them because they're very honest. Yeah. You know, I keep saying that. They're very honest. They're very upfront. And if they don't know, they say, well, Prashant, we don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, that's great. Let's go find out together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and, you know, it comes down to attitude. Mm. So, f- for me, I have to have that positive attitude, problem solving. Yeah. Um, people around me need to be like that. And if they're not, I need to either train them to get them to that spot. If they're not, then I can't be around yeah. them. Yeah. It's just, they'll, they'll, I can see a natural conflict. Yeah. And that actually leads me into another question because you've had a lot of management experience as well as the ownership of a business. And yeah. What are the traits? Because I guess a big part of my audience is, is sort of 20, 
30 year old they're, they're looking for full-time work almost yeah um, before jumping into an entrepreneurship maybe yeah what are the qualities that you would look for in, in, in someone that you're managing um, in terms of they're actually working for you so let's post interview yeah um, what makes a good um, talent member Okay, so you said post interview. Yeah, I so mean, now you're working with them. What, what are you I, I look for, for attitude. Yeah. yeah, I look for attitude, and is this person coachable, trainable? Mm-hmm. Because and because the skills can be, you know, you can train on skills. Um, so, so if they've got a positive attitude, they've got a willingness to learn. That you know they they're excited about helping people, helping themselves. So I think from that point. Um, onwards, I think for me it's been very easy because I can work with those people and sort of okay, where's the gaps in skills? Mm. Um, is it a time management issue? Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, I think those gaps are, I can see them very quickly and then I can coach around it. But mm. um, you can't beat attitude yeah. any day of the week, you know. Um, well, well, then that begs the question: Can can attitude be trained? Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's sniffed out in the interview, of course. Yeah. But. but Everyone goes for ebbs and flows. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think you can. It can be trained, but it's around the people. Right. If you're in a good group of people, it's um, positive attitude is contagious. Mm. You know, same as enthusiasm, excitement. So I think if you're around those people, whether, you know, my organisation or any other organisation out there, even a group of friends, if you're around people that are downers, that are negative, mm. you know, Unfortunately, no matter how positive attitude you've got, they're gonna you know, they're gonna pull you down. Yeah, you you the make up of the five people you spend your time with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's been around hundreds of years now. Yeah. So, but people don't sort of take note of that and say, okay, well, who is the five people that I spend most of my life, you yeah. know, in my time and energy? Um, Thirteen years of my career, I remember I had to shut down all all my friends, most of my friends, wow. and um, you know, and even my family, direct family, because I was on a mission, right? Wow. And Tim, the only look I've got my some of my best friends from over that thirteen years. I some of them only saw them two or three times a year, right? But wow. the, the times that I did catch up, nothing changed. The conversation was still the same. They're still we, you know, they were like, "Yep, hey brother, what's going on? You know, let's go do this. <laughs> Bang, we'll be off." Yeah, but we didn't have to spend five days, you know, out there drinking and doing yeah. all the things that you know that we did when we were twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, it's yeah. just. Um, you know, we all had families, we all got mm. busy, but I was, me personally, I was on a mission building my business. Mm-hmm. So people, people that knew me, yeah, and knew me deep down deep. and saying, this is what this I wanted, is. they were fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it. Correct. If they know I was there, if there was some kind of an emergency or with family or whatever, yeah. they'd always pick up, they'd pick up the phone, I'd just mm. drop everything, I'd go see. So then, do you get pushback from the people that are sort of not with you? Do, do they you always get the emotional guilt trip I've yeah. got a close friend his heart's you know heart's full of gold and that's kind of one of the things I don't get to spend as much time with him yeah and um, this isn't we're, <laughs> yeah. we're not we're not saying completely get rid of those friends it's no. just probably about limiting the time yeah that you spend with them correct yeah and um, you know he's just a, such a nice person unfortunately you know back in the day every time we used to catch up we'd end up you know, smoking and having drinks and <laughs> just doing nothing. You know, it's yeah. not who I am. Not right who now. you are. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, am I planning to catch up with him this year before end of the year? Absolutely. Yeah, just as, how's everything going? Yeah. You know, what's happening? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. people move their headspace, their mindset changes. Yeah. You know, accordingly to you know where they are yeah, and what yeah. they want. So yeah. that begs the question: If yeah. you need to get rid of friends, yeah, how important? is the role of a mentor and I'm, I'm quite proud to say you're you're one of my mentors yeah, yeah that's friend. thank you yeah and um do you remember years ago i want to share something yeah. with you do you remember years ago when i said, said to you that i don't want you as a friend yes do you remember that? yes and you're like <laughs> you know it's almost like i don't want yeah because that was going back to the time i was saying you know um where i am in my life i've got friends but these friends that i've got are how many of them are helping me get to what i want right <laughs> Um, and they're supportive right? yeah. and it was very few it was like one or two that yeah, was yeah. like and those one or two were the ones that said you know you just keep going whenever you need us call us and we'll catch up or yeah. you know you need time to think talk so so my attitude was I don't need friends 
Yeah. What I need around me are people that are, you know, positive attitude, good people. Um, you know, they support me. I can support them. Yeah. So that relationship works on that level. Yeah. But see, friends, and long time ago, one of my mentors said this to me, right? Which was, friends generally let you down. And when you try and catch them and say, well, hang on, you're my friend. Why did you do this? Mm. They'll, they'll say, oh, I'm sorry, but that's, you know, it's, it's yeah, not even... Test the, yeah, they'll test the boundary. Yeah, but it's, it's that sorry is not even... It's like, well, because I'm your friend. Yeah. Nah. You, you know, that's not a <laughs> friend. If a friend constantly lets you down... So I, think, I think you were afraid of the, the, that excuse. Yeah. Excuses coming from me. That's right. Yeah. Well, I would not have it. No. Because uh, I've known you for many years. I know how hard you worked. And, yeah. you know, I've pushed you as well. <laughs> you know, I've made, I've made you do some horrible things. <laughs> you know, saying, yep, you know what, stand up, give yeah. me a chair. Give me you a know, chair. Yeah, you can't chair. make a point. <laughs> you know, you're useless. That's why I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, yeah, so, and I, it's not just you, I've done that to yeah. you as well, but, but that was to break you there, out of, yeah. you know, um, your comfort levels, yeah. you know, so, but if I was your friend and I'm taking your chair, you're going to be, you know, you'd yeah. have this thing on, but you're my friend, <laughs> I'm not your friend, you know, I want results out of you, yeah, and, yeah. and more importantly, I want you to have those mini wins, mm. yeah, and when you have those mini wins, what happens, you get stronger, you get better, Yeah. right, so... So, yeah, so I'll keep going back. We're still not friends. <laughs> no, I'll keep pushing. Yeah. It's all right. No, no, you are an absolute friend. But, you know, what is more important to me is your growth. Mm. You know, you're, and seeing we, you know, seeing you develop your business, doing all the podcasts, um, you know, and there's wonderful value that you share with me. Mm. And it's, I think... I think you're more than a friend, mm. if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think most of my friends are like, yeah, you're just a friend. Yeah. So. <laughs> Where's you. the value? Yeah. How can I use this in my business? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you, you touched on one of your mentors there and I think you've told me there was a point where you were 24, 25 and you just knew you needed to surround yourself with the yeah. right people. Tell me how important that decision was and, and, who did you find if, if you yeah. if you want to mention them and oh yeah yeah absolutely yep. there was um first things first um you know very early in my career and this is probably the first time it happened to me and where i sort of see the transformation uh major decision um that i had to make and then um made the decision and then i saw that the changes happen around me within three months so what it was was i was Working in a nine to five, I hated it um, because I'm too creative, right? Yeah. I need to. I can't sit there still for a whole eight hours in mm. front of a computer screen. Nah. <laughs> you know, it's just not me. But I was, I was doing it, and I was getting paid very minimum wages. And I think the best thing about that particular job where I was at at the time was um, right next to me in the same building in the same organisation. There was a fully catered gym, mm. right? And I'd finish my work. Um, for me to finish my full day's work, I'd do it in three hours. Yeah, wow. Start, start early in the morning and just smash it out. Yeah. The rest of the time, I'd spend reading motivational books. Cool. Right? And get straight into the gym and do um, two-hour training sessions paid, mm. right? If you think about yeah. it, paid training. Paid training. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, after that, I'd have, you know, my meals and things like that. And I'd finish off another 15, 20 minutes at the end of the day, which was critical at that time. Finish yeah. that off before, um, you know, finish work. And that was it. I was very happy, content. Content. Yeah. Because that was a routine that I got myself into. And I love the positive. But those positive books that I was reading were saying, well, are you happy with what you was? Mm. Yeah. So, I felt that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think most people have. Mm. And, and sometimes you feel um, uncomfortable. It's that thing that inside of you saying, yeah, is this all there is? Mm. You know? And for me, I knew, no, it wasn't. So I spoke to my missus and I said, look, um, I'm going to quit. And she's like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, because I said, um, you know, we need to get more serious about income goals. We wanted to build a house. You know, we wanted to start a family. We are newlyweds at the time. Yeah. So she was working nine to five hours. And both of them, I think for her, it was more of a negative environment, going mm. to work and seeing people yeah. bitch, whinge, yeah. you yeah. know, um, um, gossip, yeah. uh, you know. And she'd come home and sometimes she'd be scratching her head going, I'm going nuts here. And I said, okay, leave it with me. Yeah. Um, so for me, one of the goals was to get her out of her job. Right. Um, and that and can give you a level of motivation that's higher than yeah. yourself. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was selfless. Yeah. 
right? But having said that, I'm also very selfish, right? So one of the things was I wanted to have control over my income. And I can't do that in a salary environment because no matter what, how hard you work... You're capped. Yeah, you're capped. So hence me working hard. I had my own motivation. I was finished all my work in three hours, right? Because I could do this, this, this. Yeah. Now... If I did that in two hours, would I get paid more? No. No, right? <laughs> so they're basically... In fact, you'd probably be given more tasks. Yeah, that's right. Correct. So this nine to five environment, they captured me from something like 7.30 to three o'clock, you know, and I couldn't, in that time frame, you know, that's their time, but I've managed to squeeze in my motivational books. I've managed to, you know, squeeze in the gym time, but I'd finish everything that needed and if need, anyone needed help, I'll be there to help, mm. right? What more do you want, right? Yeah. So... So one of the things was to have control over my income. Um, I needed to, second thing on my list was um, to be around successful people because I knew from motivational books that if you're around successful people, it rubs off, yeah? So I wanted to get into business because I knew business, you can control the level of income based on your activities or your efforts, mm. right? Um, so for me, that was important. And so there was a number of things, like t- a third on the list was taking, you know, um, getting rid of the job for my wife, you know? Um, sports car there was like a whole list of 10 things that I wrote on people but the third team I've never done that where I've read, no. sat down and made yeah, a list of 10 the, things you're the first one to tell me if you want to do something you can go and write it down yeah oh, was, was I because yeah. <laughs> it happened to me reality was it I, happened I carried around a paper and pen for a very long time yeah um, <laughs> I still need to um, oh you okay yeah. so that's dropped off it's dropped off you lose <laughs> the, the idea you yeah. get an idea you write exactly. on a piece of paper bang you've yeah. got it because the mind wanders yeah, yeah. so um, so I resigned I didn't find a job I didn't have anything but I, um, I resigned I in that um, process of me resigning I had a week or two weeks to resign and then um, I also booked up eight appointments of interviews I ended up getting all eight in terms of um, good strike right yeah for 100% <laughs> and and um, and I, I reckon it was I think it was because of you know my attitude mm. I was portraying this energy yeah. excitement Again, because it's probably why you look for it yeah and, 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 and it delivers and eight out of it and, and here's the thing and this is one thing that I want to share to your audience right they weren't interviewing me. I was interviewing them. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've actually, I don't know, maybe I got that from you, but any interview that I went to... Um, oh, you yeah. got it. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would, Just go it, close them. Just yeah. close it. Yeah. 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 Don't go there to get in a um, you know, question loop with oh, them and start answering oh, their questions. Just what can you do for me? The amount of friends that um, yeah. I see coming out of the university system um, yes. and, and are struggling with that, and I say, okay, well... I'll sit you down and teach you some sales. Yeah. Because... Powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. You are there. It, it's, 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 it's a phrase, you are there to sell yourself during an interview and people understand that. But I don't think they understand how to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, no, that, that, it, it's a skill that can be learned. Yeah. Um, it's That's the first thing. Yeah. That's the first thing. I think people hear sales and they go, oh no, I need to be gifted the gab. But it's no. a learned skill. I okay, so I'm happy to say, like, um, my one of my strengths is sales um, from a very early age, and why I like sales is because I see it as just problem solving, mm. you know. Yep. Um, and people come to me with and problems, helping. yeah. I'm helping people, mm. is that what you said? Helping, yeah, helping, yeah. yeah. So people come to me and say, Well, look, Prashant, I'm stuck with this, 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 can you help me? I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It's it actually takes um, the focus is not on me. Mm. You know, my life and what I'm doing. And I found if I put my focus on you and what you're trying to achieve, mm. um, I can be very tactical about it. Or, yeah. or, you know, okay, here's the solution. And the solutions just come to me. Yeah. You know, and maybe some people it doesn't come to or they struggle mm. with it. But for me, you know, you know, it's like, oh, I've got this problem. Okay, well, let's reverse and just do this, this, this. Yeah. Um, and so I was very good at it very early age. So for me... That's why I chose sales very early in my career. Mm. Now, when I started growing, you know, learning a little bit more, I got into lead, leadership and management. Mm. So even when I made that decision of resigning from that, you know, um, position and saying, okay, I want to go back into sales, leadership, you know, business, um, sales was one of the things. So all eight jobs were in sales. Mm. So why sales? Because it forces you discipline. Yeah. yeah, you have to train yourself to be the best you can be. Why? Because your income's dependent on it, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, so people think sales is just um, a gift and they get oh, the no. furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. You are constantly reading motivational books. You are constantly reading sales disciplines. You are mm. constantly... The development. Yeah. You, 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 you need mentors. Yeah. yeah the the self-development side of it was just massive. Mm. Now, somewhere along my journey, I read in books, the number one of the biggest assets um, you can have is you. you. Investing in you. Yeah. Right? You can invest in property, you can invest in, you know, whatever. But someone told me a long time ago, you know, business, you can have a business, but you can get sued. They can mm. take it all away from you. Mm. You can have a prop, you can have multiple properties, the market changes on you, the property shifts. Yeah, um, bang, all of a sudden you're in a negative equity situation. Um, you need to talk to you. Yeah, well, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully right, not but, yeah. um, but, um, but the, yeah, these things can happen. But if you invest in your mind, yeah, and your health. Health is just as mm. important. Um, yeah, but if you can do those things, you know, and um, and I learned that not very you learn early. Through sales, you do. You yeah. learn that through sales. The routine of it. Correct. The routine, the investment in yourself because you need to improve. Yeah. And then you realize how mentally taxing it is and physically taxing yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, the best result you can sometimes get is standing up. Yeah. So if you're going to be standing up for five hours making cold calls, you better, be, you better be physically and mentally fit. Correct. Cold calls, door knocking, you know, I've done yeah. it. I've, um, you know, some of the things that I hated the most was standing in a shopping center asking people, <laughs> oh, you know what, you can see people have been I loved like, it. <laughs> yeah, I know you loved it. But I, I, I used to, it. yeah, because <laughs> I, I prefer the telephones any the day. Why yeah. less? I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not standing all day in a shopping center. Right, trying to get people to buy this, and it was like, you know, even the pro- for me, I can't sell something that if the product's not good mm. and you can't oh. help someone, I just forget yeah. it. I, you oh, won't find me anywhere near it. Don't, um, Jordan, who was first on this, he, he said the same thing. Yeah, if you're selling a bad product, just stop. True. You need to, the, the most important sale you'll ever make is the sale yourself. of yourself. Yeah, correct. You know? and would you buy this? Would you would recommend you this it? to your family? Would you get your friends and family to mm. use this particular product so they can yep. get the benefit? The amount of salespeople out there that haven't bought their own products, crazy. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's. Yeah, I've read it in books and the the stats. Oh, because they're going out there to sell. They're something. going out there to sell. Yeah. Same, yeah. No, no, say no, I'm no, an insurance. Yeah. Same insurance salesman, and and I'm not buying the insurance from the company that I'm selling for. Do you think you'll be a less lesser salesman than someone that's actually bought the product and using it? The um, effectiveness of the person. I don't think you necessarily need to use the product. Um, it's the fact that you can see a genuine benefit for mm. the client. Um, you know, like I, I think there's a benefit um, having people having solar. True. Right, but and True. this is one of the things because you know, efficiency. You know, it's good for the planet, but. I looked at my own scenario and I said, you know, no matter how many ways I measured my own, you know, mm. performance when it comes to electricity, solar was never going to work out for me. Yeah, okay. You but know, you could still, you could see, still see the benefit. Yeah, I could okay. see benefit, like for me, you know, and that's one of the things that I investigated because of my energy consumption being so low, the investment, the ROI on it was never going to be worth mm. it. Now, if someone has got a high bill of high expenses for whatever reason, is it, you know, am yeah, I comfortable so. saying maybe you need to look at solar? Yeah, of course. Yeah? Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so I think I think it's the it's a genuine belief that someone's going to use a the product, they're going to get more out of it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you need to use the product or, mm. you know, have experience, experience or, yeah. in it. So, but I don't necessarily think you need that particular that, that product. That comes in yeah. with training. Yeah. Mm. Now, um, we digressed a little bit because yeah. we were talking about, you know, the importance of sales and yeah. I think to your audience... That is one area that you yeah. know. Thank you for going back. To no, it. yeah. it's, it's 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 you'll find most business people are naturally salespeople yeah. in the background. Why? Because you know they've had to solve this. You know, sell someone the concept and saying this is where the company or the vision's going. Mm. Um, you know, they're not only have to solve themselves; they're going to sell other people on their journey, their vision, yeah. and that's where good leaders come in as well. Mm. Yeah. Some managements um, can say, well, if you do this, 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 um, you know, you're going to get a pay rise. If you don't do this, 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 you're going to get... Fired. Fired, right? <laughs> so, so that can, I can say that could, that's a form of a sale as well. Yeah. Because you have to buy into saying, well, if I do this, I can get the bonus. Yeah, you nice. choose. Yeah. Right? So what I've found over the years is, you know, sales is effective communication. Mm. But 
a lot of people have got this hang up about, oh, they're going to just flog me something, sell me something. They're going to sell me something that I don't need. Mm. They're going to waste my time. So you, if people are sort of um, wasting all this energy on things that may not even happen, yeah. you know, they've already painted a picture of, oh, he's a salesman, yeah. you know, that's going to sell me something. I, I, my, I remember I said to you not long ago, it's very important that you are nice to salespeople. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. On the phone. Correct, yeah, yeah. it was because... Because if you're nice to a salesperson and they like working with you, and this is where the sale normally happens, if they like you, you like them, there's a very good chance there's something of value that's going to be, you know, yep. or, you know, and that's what sale, a sale is to me. Mm. Enthusiasm, excitement, um, yep. you know, I'm excited about something that can actually help you and you buy into it and say, yeah, fantastic, we'll see this. You know, that's where a sale's been made. So it's mm. communication is number one. Yep. So... I remember someone asked me to do a training session um, at just a, how do you win every interview? Mm-hmm. You know, it was through a Rotary group because I spent a little bit of time with Rotary and they said, yeah. okay, well, um, and I was asked to jump on the stage and just, I want to ask that question. How do you deal or how do you engage on that level? You know, so um, I think quality questions, mm-hmm. important, find out about what you, you know, um, what the company stands for, yeah. who's going to interview That's very important. you. And when I, when I went for my eight jobs and I got all eight, Right, they were all in sales. I was in one of them. It was I found one guy. He had tick, tick, tick. He had money. You know, everything. Development was there, but the guy was so arrogant. Mm. So when I was, um, in, and he was the owner of the business, and I was looking at it going, do I want to become this person? No. No. So everything on my list of questions that I sort of had in my mental, you know, tick box, um, but the arrogance thing just, you know, broke it. You know, said no, I don't want to become this person. The one that I um, role that I did take. Yeah, which was a consulting role um, that you know, sort of, I did for close to ten years. Um, that I got the most out of it was um, the sales manager at the time was very, very sharp. Mm. He took a genuine interest in me, my family. Yeah, he wanted to know exactly where I am because he knew the journey ahead was not going to be easy. No. I've had to, you know, um, to sort of say no to friends, family, um, work six days straight, seven days in some cases, and some some of these days were twelve hour days. Mm. I've been driving all over Melbourne, you know, and, um, and there was times where, you know, we used to do country trips and when I say country, we used, you know, a group of 10 consultants would yeah. just jump in our cars and we'd go to Dubbo, Orange, yeah. you know, <laughs> for, for two weeks away yeah. from our families yeah. and um, we're going for it, yeah. you know, so, so mental toughness, when he was interviewing me, he's like, okay, can, is this person, can I groom this person up to be this? Mm. You know, I think anyone that's interviewing, and I've been both sides of the fence, yep. that if you're interviewing for a role, it's, it should be about how do I make this person better than I am? Mm. Yeah, and that should be, you should yeah. almost be scared when you're interviewing that this person is going to be better than you. Yeah, well, yeah. should you be scared? Well, I, I don't think so. I, think, I, don't know, I don't know where I got that from. No, no, because yeah. some are, you're right, because yeah. some interviews, um, they've got their own thing, ego, mm. you know, that oh, if he's better than me, then I may lose my job, and some managers can be like yeah. that. But having said that, I've come across some fantastic managers and people that, you know, they are always training you to be better than them because, mm. you know, if they create more yeah. of you, they just go up the level. Go up the level. And it's, it's almost like in a sports context where you've got a, a first team and a second team, but the second team players are pushing for selection. Yes. It's going to make the first people a lot better as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so... You know, look at where you're spending your time, and this is directly to your audience, mm. um, because you know, and I'm talking from experience. I'm a, little, a lot older than you two. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, the grey hairs and yeah, show, yeah. Um, but but you know, be tactical about it. You know, be around people that are successful in the industries or things that you want to become. Be around the, do things. Don't just follow them around. Yeah, do things, um, get them to set you tasks. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of the things I learned recently, and, you know, because you're always learning, and it was, um, we were talking about mentors, you know. It's, it's very hard to find a mentor that's got everything. So you've got to pick, okay, this mentor is good for these three, four things. I've got a spiritual mentor, right? Completely different from business and all the different, you know, um, you know, I've got a mentor that's sort of, you know, health. Mm. You know, he's very focused on health. Mm. But it's very hard to sort of go, okay, here's your family, 
there's your wealth, the money side of it, and then you've got your health and fitness, and then you've got your, your spiritual. I'm a, I need to be more balanced because I know me personally, I'm very aggressive or very um, one area or the other. You know, so I, I've, I'm learning how to sort of condense them down now and sort of become more balanced and then grow from there. Mm. Or, you know, in the last past five years, I've been very dedicated, work dedicated. Yeah. So my family time and friend time is... Yeah. Well, yeah. my wealth has been high because of all the activities yeah. right but my health health yeah how much time am I putting towards my health and fitness very little as well so over the years because I've worked so hard I'm in a position where you know the last three years where I can afford to spend a couple hours at the gym and start 10 o'clock right. much later in the day um, spend more time with the wife you know pick up the kids from the school mm. but these are the these, these are through sacrifice and disciplines I think the message I'm trying to say, not just when I say to the younger generation, mm. is it takes time to get mm. the, get those things and you know and uh, reap the rewards of it. But a lot of the younger yeah, generation wants it right. now. I, I think that's the key thing, and it's something I've had to learn. Um, is things worth having will take time, yeah, and effort. Yes. anything that's worth having, those two things. You know, if it's going to be a quick win. Sure, it'll happen, but it's it's not going to be as as fulfilling as something that will take time and effort. Yes. Yeah. You you enjoy it more yeah. gratification. It's like hard work. You've worked to get to that, and you. Yeah. I've learned when I was younger, and this is me why I got into finance because I had no clue about finance. So go and learn about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, after making the mistakes, right? Um, I think before I even sort of started switching on to finance and understanding how the lending, mortgages. Mm. personal loans, credit cards, all these things work. I mean, I already had bought three cars through finance. <laughs> right. so I want it now. Yeah, I made good money, yeah. but then I just went out and yeah, bought yeah. it. And you know what? I didn't look after them. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how to look after these cars. Yeah. Um, I set myself a, you know, the Audi S5 that I've got. That was a goal between me and my mentor. He wanted a yacht. Yeah. Right? So I said, okay, well, let's help you get your yacht. Help. Yeah, <laughs> right? and they'll help you, yeah, get the you help me get this nice sports car, right? And he got his yacht, and I got my sports car. I remember it being on the website. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then um, two years later, he goes, I need a bigger yacht. You know? so he, and, and he got the bigger one. He got the bigger yeah, one. He got course. the ocean going, right? Yeah. Because we all start with this little one, you yeah, know? And work your way out. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, Paul's been a fantastic mentor. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Paul. You've taught me a lot. If you're watching us. Yeah. <laughs> you probably will be. What's he up to? What's he up to? Um, yeah. So, you know, but that's what life's about. That's it. You know, overcoming our challenges or, mm. so, you, know, you know, these areas of that we want to develop and get better at. Mm. You know, I've seen you develop over so many years. You know, from picking up the phone. If you can remember, yeah. you know, for your first time, I had to force yeah. you to pick up the phone, make yeah, that yeah, phone yeah. call, second yeah. time, third time, fourth time. Was it still uncomfortable? Ah, oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but then the more you do it, the, the, it's the easier it gets. Yeah. Confidence is gained by doing. Correct. Yeah. I hated the phone calls, I remember. And I've got to share heavy, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, my One of my trainers, sales trainers at the time, um, her name was Karen, and... She goes, okay, so your presentation skills are fantastic. People can really see that you want to help them. You know, you've got this really, really nice excitement, you know, and energy about you. Mm. And I thought that was fantastic. But Karen, but, but, but what? She goes, you, you suck on the telephone. <laughs> you know, you just... That's amazing because yeah. you, you're probably, yeah, one of the best people on the telephone that I know. <laughs> Thank so, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, she, I'll share this. But, and I remember the third day into it, I was making phone calls. She just said, just get up. Get up, go, get out. And she said, just leave the building. Leave the building. You know? Yeah, and she, she said, go downstairs. And, and back then I used to smoke and I got downstairs. And I had one smoke, second smoke, third smoke. And I was like, what's going on with me? You know, is this the end? I'm good at this. I want to keep my, you know, keep yeah. doing this sales role. Um, I like helping people. I want to get out there. But if I can't make appointments you on the telephone, yeah, it's not going to work. And um, so I remember she kicking me out of there. She goes, nah, get out. You're, 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 you're crap. You're shit at this. Get out. This is back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. You oh, do that yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Politi- when there was no such thing as yeah, political yeah. correctness. And you know what? I respect this lady. She did yeah. the best thing. It's brutal honesty. Yeah, brutal honesty. And then she, she came and got me from downstairs. She goes, have you had enough of your smokes? Get up here. And then we, she took me upstairs. And in front of my desk, she had this little piece of paper with a smiley face. She goes, right. Basics. Pick a dial. Basics. 
Dial, Prashant, dial, pick up the phone and dial, look at the picture, the smiley face, right? Put a smile on your face and, and speak to the people. Just speak to them. Yeah. And first call, second call, was still uncomfortable. A week yeah. into it, still uncomfortable. But what I really, I had to find something I liked about the phones. Yeah. And what it was, it was my freedom. I attached mm. my freedom to the phone call and it was about... Okay, every time I pick up the phone, I'm getting closer to my goals. My goals as in income goals, my goals to building a house, my goals to helping my wife get out of a job, um, my, my goals um, to helping people. Because um, the more people I'd set free, the more freedom mm. I'm going to get. Yeah. You know, so I had these connections that I made. So, and I had to reprogram myself so I love the telephones. Absolutely love the telephones. Mm. You know, and every time I pick up the phone, you know, do I still get annoyed on the telephones? Yeah, people no contacts or you're spending, yeah. you know, two, three hours ringing people and no yeah. one picks up the phone or p- people pick up the phone and they lie to you. <laughs> Look, I'm busy right now. And I, nowadays I'm like, I'm busy doing what? Yeah. And that sounds rude, but like, let's face we it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I can, you know, I, just because I'm better at communications yeah. now, so I can almost say, John, look, I understand, appreciate what you're saying. You understand you're busy. Most people are busy. But mm-hmm. exactly what are you doing that's going to change your life and save you money right, right now? Bang. Step back. Okay, John, what we need to do is this. <laughs> we need it, yeah. Yeah, we need to make a time so we can sit down, yeah. work out ways to help you Again, save money or whatever. Like yeah. Um, and if, if John, let me explain something to you. I, I understand most people are busy, busy because of everyone's out of yeah. right. Yeah, do you agree? Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So how, if I can give you more time, is that something you'd be interested in? Oh, yeah. Asking a question. Yeah. So um, if you had more time, if I could put more money into your pocket, if you can spend more time with your family and, you know, if I can help you do, share more time with your friends and family, is that something that would be important to you? So... People say stuff on the telephones mm. is because they're trying to try you and yeah. get rid of you because they think you're going to take their time mm. away from them. So it's or, like if you're not good enough yeah. to give, you know, present the value or tell them what the opportunity is, what that is, yeah, yeah. then or, you should. They should hang up they on should you. Should hang up, of course. <laughs> or they've been a part of dysfunctional selling. Yes. In the past. Correct. And I can't help yeah. that. No, you can't help that. <laughs> yeah, so but I can be better. You can be better than them. And yeah, it's very so. easy to separate yourself. Correct. So even with, I mean, to your audience, people that, you know, you may don't want to, you may not want to get into sales, but for, but you may want to be an effective communicator. Mm. So those are the things that you need to put yourself in front of to challenge yourself so you can get better and better. Mm. Uh, why what are some resources, I guess, for, for people to... Yeah, is there books is there what tapes is... CDs um, yeah. books um, be around people that are doing it because um, yeah. it rubs off mm. I mean you know this. believe it or not there's times where I've got energy from you just yeah. listening to you on the telephones making appointments or you know talking to people and you know we're side by side or we're, mm. I'm standing around you or I'm standing around another consultant and I'm like listening okay. to them and you can see that they're really genuinely trying to help save some mm. money you know or trying to you know present an opportunity mm. so that's an area that i've got energy from and so you know you know i've learned stuff mm. oh i i've never handled an objection or a concern that mm. way or yeah so yeah practical is always best i learn from doing um mm. but i i also i'm a sponge i love reading yeah. and stuff you know because it's the industry that i choose to dominate and i think um, another takeaway for your audience as well tim is um Anything that you're going to do, any audience, you know, be in the top 5%. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just make that. Be, be good at it. Yeah, be, be exceptional at it. Exceptional. Yeah, because um, um, when you said good, it reminded me of something else. Um, Tony Robbins, just because you're good in an industry doesn't mean yeah. Yeah, you're going to dominate. You have to be exceptional. <laughs> exceptional. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. I think that's, um, yeah, that's a good way to, that's a good ending note. So... I just want to ask for anyone who's interested in, in connecting with you or, or looking at more of your content, um, where where's the best place to, to reach out to Prashant Nand? Yeah. <laughs> uh, myfamilyfinance.com.au. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go to the website. You'll get, you know, information about me, about what we do, our services. Um, I think the most important thing I want to share with everyone and, you know, as a takeaway at the end of this, um, you know, podcast is more or less... Be you. Just tell us yep. honestly what, what you're after. 
you know, and this is what's important to you. Um, because as soon as you do that, for me, if I'm working with you or one of my consultants are working with you or any of my staff members, we automatically get triggered to say, okay, how do we help this person? Yeah. You know, but if you start, the common question that, you know, people ask me is, what are your fees or what do you do? And I'm saying it's irrelevant. If you say 150000 mm. I charge you eight grand or 10 grand, I charge you 20000 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But, if, but if, you're, if I get, you know, if you're debt yeah, free, be honest. Yeah. Mm. And I understand no one wants to get ripped off. No one wants to pay for stuff that they don't, you know, they're not going to use, they're not going to need. But that's not the important thing. Yeah. Um, just say, look, Bashan, you know, it's me and my wife. I've got a couple of kids. Um, we've got a couple of credit cards here, personal loans. We want to we want to work with you to pay down your debt, get rid of yeah. mortgages or whatever it is, and, you know, really set ourselves up for the future. Yeah. If some... Very few people do that, but if I get that phone call, mate, my eyes yeah, light up and say, so, right, how do I help this person? Yeah, yeah. whatever Fantastic. it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. Awesome. Well, Fashant, thank you. No problem. That's very good. All right, that was episode four with Prashant Nand. I hope you guys got some real value there in terms of finance, budgeting, life, interviews, and mortgages. Uh, he really inspires me with what he does, so I implore you to go back and follow him through those channels. What I'd love for you to do now is follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can even email me if you've got some questions at tim at beantalking.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. Apart from that, I'll see you in episode five. Really looking forward to that one.